Man, last week was awesome. Um, just to share with you real briefly, uh, we went to Summer in the Sun over at uh, Kentucky Christian College. And let me tell you something. Uh, to be there with those young people, it's even juvenating to me to have God just speak to me as a, as a man, but to more so to see young, young lives, uh, kids getting saved. Uh, by Wednesday, they had 27 kids give their life to Christ. And by Friday, we had 42 to give their life to Christ. And then in the midst of all that, walking around campus, uh, they had like a tub by a cross and watching kids get baptized. And it was such an amazing experience. Uh, our kids was just worshiping, watching kids worship, hug on each other, praise God together. I mean, you know, it was so exciting to see that because at 16 and 17, I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but to see that, to say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you my all at this age, at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, saying, Lord, this is, this is my choice. This is, this is my direction I don't want to go into. I don't want to miss out on what God has for me and stuff like that. And if we could give those young people, even though they're not in our atmosphere, a big hand clap of praise that God has won more souls to Christ right now. Amen. Everything that uh, we've been talking about uh, this series is Jesus is greater than. And today I want to speak to you on Jesus is greater than, and we're going to go to James 1. James 1. And I'm going to start with the second verse. I'm going to read down to the eighth verse. And it reads, Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, but such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. When I looked at this, I said, Lord, what is it? And the first thing that came to mind is to be anchored in the Lord is you must say yes. You must say yes to God and just say, you know what, God, uh, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Lord is, is my God. And that's what you got to do is that's the first thing of taking the step of being anchored in the Lord. And that's very important because the simple fact that being anchored in the Lord there's a lot of benefits being anchored in the Lord. Even though trials and tribulations come, we still have to realize that being anchored in the Lord is the most awesome thing in our lives. And with going with that and being said, I want you to think about something. 
of the steps that you have to take because just saying yes is not the, not the end of it, but it's the beginning of it. And because you said yes and because you are, and those that are struggling and saying, you know what, I have never made this step before. I've never ever decided if I was going to join and be with God or I'm going to just c continue to just play in the world. But when you make that step in life and you decide that you're going to be anchored in God, there are some steps that you have to take. And the very first step is knowing that you have to understand God's wisdom. Understanding God's wisdom is very important because a lot of times in our lives we have so many, so many trials and tribulations that we have to endure. One of the things is, is that life in general throws us so many curveballs with work, decisions at jobs, decisions in our families, decisions in, in, uh, in every environment that we, uh, we continue to be in. Uh, when you go out of town, there's different decisions you have to make. And sometimes it's simple decisions lead up to bigger decisions as individuals, as families, as husband and wives, uh, as kids. Everybody has to make decisions. So when you look at your decisions and look at what God has uh, uh, presented to you with, and you have to understand that when you are presented with these decisions, that you have to keep God first. No matter what you do, no, no matter what the circumstance is, you got to keep God first. Amen? And with that, you know, uh, I found out in life, I found out in certain situations that when we're doing, when we're making decisions, a lot of times is that we don't know what wisdom is because we think that this is, this is the only thing we do is study and we pray, but to have wisdom of God is so important. Some of, the th some of the key things of learning how to have wisdom is ask, wi ask wisdom from God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. The second thing is ask faithfully. Don't make sudden decisions. Don't make it uh, sometime of I pray and sometime I read, but be faithful in your time with God. Be faithful in asking God for, for whatever you need. Be faithful in just giving God the praise and worship. Give, give, be faithful and just knowing that God is the, is the way and the key and the, and the uh, joy of your salvation. Being faithful means that you also have to be a God-fearing person. Being a God-fearing person is so important because you cannot be able to fear certain things when they come about. When trials and tribulations of sin, addiction, fornication, adultery, all those things come and play in your life. Uh, if those are anything that you're struggling with, you got to understand that you got to be faithful to God and be God-fearing and say, Lord, I'm going to withstand the test. Because the test is that you're going through, these are just tests that we go through as believers. That's the reason why that when God was writing this, and, and we've seen this in James, that uh, the simple fact that he said that it's going to be trials, it's going to be tribulations. But you got to endure the process. You got to endure 
these things. And what you got to understand is, is that we as believers, even though we're going through some things, even though these trials and tribulations come in our life, what you got to understand is say, God, even though I'm standing here and I don't know what the next move is going to be, God, I need you to meet me right here. You got to get bold with it. You got to say, Lord, I need you to meet me right here. I don't need to be, I don't need to be stagnant no more. I don't need to be in the waves and and, and be, uh, gave you, uh, gave, said yes to you, God, but at the same time, I'm still struggling. But God, I need you to meet me where I am because I don't know what the next move is going to be. Being humble is the next thing. Being humble in God, understanding that you don't always have to be on the front. I've learned in life that because God has blessed me with so many different things, I could do ministry behind the scenes. I could be way, way out of the way and just be humble, uh, not only to God, but to even being a servant of God. Uh, That's the most important thing in life is knowing that when you're serving, just be humble. Just be humble in what God has ever called you to do. Whatever you do in the church, whatever you do outside the church, whatever you do on your jobs, knowing that you're being humble. Be prudent. Be peaceful and considerate. Read the Holy Scriptures and know the words of God and know our Lord better. And all those trials and tribulations, there's a lot of things in life that goes on that cause us to doubt. Because you know what? Sometimes we get in our heads that it's us making the decisions. But you got to be so for sure that it's not you and it's God that's handling the situation. And when I say that, uh, when I think about that, I think about the decisions that some of us have made buying houses, buying cars. Uh, when you went to do, do those things, uh, if you had the opportunity to do those things, even if you was renting, uh, you still had to make the choice to choose. Am I right? And so it was so important that when you made that choice, you had, to know, you had to look at what was important to you. You had to know what was important to the lineup of, of what was important with the needs that you needed. Uh, if you was going to buy a house, you know that if you had kids, you couldn't just buy a two-bedroom. You couldn't just rent a two-bedroom. But you had to make sure that the room was feasible but also fit your income. And with knowing those different things, that those are decisions that you make that you didn't even doubt, but you just made the decisions. And that's how you got to be with God. When God says move, you got to know it's a faith move. You can't look back. You can't look to your side. You can't look over here, but you just got to believe that, hey, guess what? God said do it. Nike has uh, the most famous sign, uh, famous saying, just do it. McDonald's have sayings, and Burger King have sayings, and all these different places have saying, and, and we as believers should have a saying that God's got it. God can do it. God is a fixer. God is a healer. God is a, a savior. God is a keeper. God can help me even in the midst of my storms. And we got to get to that point in our lives that we say, you know, Lord, even though we're going through, we know this is a test that we got to sustain. We're passing this test with flying colors. we passing this test because we know what is greater on the other side. We know what God has got in store for us. When we, God has given us eternal life. God has given us joy. God has given us strength. And even in the midst of our storms, we need to say, God's got it. 
And we, we, we say that we need to make that, that just like uh, Nike did, just do it. G just God's got it. God's got it. Because we don't need God just to do it. We need God to have it. And that's where we got to be as believers. That's where we got to stand on his word. Uh, because when you know that God's got it, and, you, and you've already understand wisdom, then you can persevere. And the perseverance is, is this, is that you understand how to give God praise and worship in those bad times. Can I share with you some of the things that I've understand, understood? There's scriptures that you can go to. There's more than a conqueror. God is awesome and uh, God, no weapon formed against me. These are the things you need to be saying in the midst of your storm. When those things happen, those scriptures can come to mind. You can say, greater is he that's within me than he is in the world. You, you got to believe what God is doing in your life. And not only do you deal with those, not only do you have scriptures, but sometimes uh, you may not even be a singer, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you can sing to yourself. And the, the good thing is, is God has have allowed writers to write so perfective songs, you know, uh, prophetic, song, prophetic songs, uh, hymns that have come to mind. Uh, Trouble don't last always. And God, I know you there. You was there all the time. And amazing grace and how sweet the sound and that saved the wretch to me. Whatever song that gives you the, 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 uh, the, the power to give you strength to get through the storm, you ought to do it. Whatever scripture that God gives you through your storm, you ought to say it. And the understanding that when you say that, God is giving you strength to persevere. That's perseverance. And what you understand is that when praises go up, when you're giving God praises uh, the, onto the most high, blessings come down. And when you're giving God the praise and worship that you need, God shows and reveals that, you know what, I'm, I got it. All you got to do is trust me. All you got to do is believe in me. All you got to do is just walk in me. And you know, uh, some of the greatest songs in the world that uh, people have written uh, has just brought, has been right on time for people's lives. Those are things that we don't think about on a normal basis because we just go on our day and when storms come, instead of us getting into those moments and getting in position to just receive God's word and to be able to just requote God's word. That's why the wisdom is so important because you got to be able to just dig in his word. But not only digging his word, but putting music in his ears, the, the music of God's sounds in your ears to the words that the people say, you know, uh, pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. And, you know, those songs, I mean, some of you that was growing up in church, those were songs that came to mind. But even in this day and time, God's got songs. One of the songs that stuck out with me uh, through the whole week of the camp, they kept singing it, and we sing it here, is, is that uh, I'm no longer enslaved to sin. <laughs> but I am a child of God. How many of you today can say, I am a child of God? I'm no longer enslaved in sin, but I am a child of God. Because when you go through the trials and tribulations that you go through and the tests that you endure, that God gives you uh, just to test us, to let us know that I'm in charge. He tests us, not only that, but what you got to understand is, is that the devil can't even put his hands on you unless he get his permission. And because of that, when we look at verse 12, 
it reads this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And let me tell you something. To know that God's going to bless me for me to endure the trials. To know that God's going to do everything to bless me because the simple fact that I didn't give in. Because the simple fact that I withstood the test. And because the simple fact you withstood the test. And because everything that you're going through in life, you got to understand that it's only in tests. So you don't need to doubt. You just need to say, God, you got it. And I want you to leave here with this thought today that God's got it. And that any, any, ain't nothing impossible without God. The whole key is, is that we got to keep God first. Let us pray.